All right, everybody, welcome to B.O. Boys for Tuesday, March 21st. F it, it's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm sick. And I'm Clayton. And I'm Pat, and I'm healthy as a horse. And Clayton, that is how poor the Shazam opening weekend box office was. It made you sick. It made a B.O. boy sick to where he could barely talk. He could barely keep his eyes open. He he uh, is just dripping with uh, just stuff coming out of all his orifices. And that is because Shazam was a disaster this weekend. Clayton, just just Pat, I have I, I have what's called the DCEU flu. Oh, my God. That is the next pandemic. It is here. And it, it is catchy, and it is powerful. Unlike I mean, the box I think office, Blue Beetle, I think Blue Beetle could kill me. Oh my god! I mean, it's right now. It's due to come out in August, so we we know how many months Clayton has left. Let's make funeral plans now. Um, and then what about Aquaman? At that point. I mean, maybe Blue Beetle just puts you in hospice, but Aquaman pulls the plug. Yeah, I'm in a coma, and then Aquaman is is when you just finally have to say, "That's it." Yeah, yeah. Well, let's let's go through your medical statistics. You know, let's go through the numbers of exactly what put you in this state. And since you are so sick, it's going to be a historic mm. moment because I am going to do a plow. For the weekend of Friday, March 17th. So here we go. A Pat Palau coming at you. Number one, in its first weekend, we have Shazam! Fury of the Gods opening with $30.1 million in 4,000 theaters. And it is at $30.1 million total. Next up, number two, last weekend's number one is Scream 6. Had $17.3 million, down 61% in 3,676 theaters. And it is at a total domestically of $75.8 million after two weekends. Number three, Creed 3 made $15.3 million this weekend, down 44% in its third weekend. It is at at 127.7 million dollars number four 65 made 5.8 million dollars in its second weekend down 53 percent it is at a total of 22 million four hundred seventy eight thousand dollars number five and clayton this this might this might make you sick i know you have dceu flu but the the uh mcu virus if, if that also combines with your DC flu, then you've got a super bug. And at number five is Ant-Man and the Wasp in Quantumania made $4.2 million, down another 41%. Its total is a lowly $205.9 million after five weeks. Maybe, and I'll go down to number six just to pep you up a little bit, Clayton. Maybe you need a shot of cocaine there which at number six made $3.9 million for a total after four weekends of $58.5 million. Clayton, I hope that makes you feel a little better. And that was the Pat Plow for 
the weekend of Friday, March 17th. Um, yeah, I mean, we knew that this movie was going to be what it was, right? Shazam, Fury mm-hmm. of the Gods. Mm-hmm. I mean, the studio was saying 35. Right. And it right. ended up being 30. Right. Right. And that is pretty rare when a studio doesn't lowball themselves. Yes. Yes. I, I mean, we talked a little bit about this on the preview. They just couldn't go any lower. You know, the studio mm-hmm. couldn't have said $18 million or 20. You know, it's just, it's a superhero movie. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a GD superhero movie. And they somehow still couldn't go low enough to underestimate the, the, the vinyl numbers. I mean, I know this has gotten you sick, Clayton, but I get it because this cannot be underestimated cannot be undersold what a tremendous disaster Shazam Fury of the Gods is. This is the nightmare scenario for superhero movies. I, I'm I'm here to say it. There is, and I know Scott Mendelson, if I was here, he'd be shaking his 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 finger at me, wagging his finger, because he hates this phrase. But I think it's time to say superhero fatigue is real people are getting mm-hmm. tired of these movies it is well, real when you you are living proof of it clayton you are just dripping from your orifices with dceu flu superhero fatigue is real well when you look at the comparison between ant-man and this film shazam mm-hmm. fury of the gods they made the same mistakes where it was they were lighthearted, fair that was supposed to be counter-programming to the other superhero movies. And from what I've heard about Shazam and I know about Ant-Man, they tried to play the interconnection card. Mm-hmm. And that just, people, I don't think general audiences want that anymore or care about that anymore. And it's going to be very interesting when we look back at this time to see exactly what happened because it does feel like should these movies be more interconnected? Is that what people want? Or should they be less? And it seems like everybody's doubling down on interconnectivity. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a mistake. I think general audiences don't want to have to have homework. And that's what this is becoming. And superheroes just aren't cool anymore. And that's fine because they've been in vogue for, what, over 10 years, over a decade at this point? Nothing lasts forever. Right. The Western went away. Like, right. We can't always pretend that things are going to last forever. Look at MC Hammer's career. Right. And I know, listen, I'm dating myself there, but we all know what happened to him. Right, right. And we thought he would last forever, and he did. I told you that. I remember on on this very show, right, when uh, uh, You Can't Touch This came out, I said, this guy's going to last forever. Right, right. And I I didn't believe you. I also... I also said we need to pivot away from talking about so much music. We have to focus on the B.O., and, and I think it, it, at the end of the day, that was the correct decision by you. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, it's true that the the audiences do not find superhero movies as cool anymore. And I think you start to see that when you look at the demos for this uh, opening weekend of Shazam Fury the God. So 
I will, I've plowed and now I will be the demo God for this episode to give you a little break on your throat there, Clayton. So according to deadline, Anthony D D is for Disney D Alessandro must read column and deadline. Uh, kept uh, the, the, uh, movie pulled in. Well, it pulled in less from every audience, pretty much Shazam two versus Shazam one. But one thing I think to note is it pulled in less of the 18 to 34 demographic than the first Shazam went down from 64% in the first Shazam to only 56% of the audience was 18 to 34 this time. It, it started becoming more of a family movie. And I think that is a sign that the younger people are finding superhero movies to be less cool. And I think mm-hmm. that is going to be, you know, with exceptions, because I think Batman is still going to do fine going forward. The third Gal- uh, Guardians of the Galaxy movie will be big. You know, the big IP will still be big, but the the average to sub-average IP in the superhero genre is not going to be a slam doink anymore because the younger people just don't find the superhero movies to be as cool to be the thing. And like you said, that's fine. Cause that's also the way it used to be. That's the way it should be. This stuff should be dorky again. It should not be mainstream. Mm-hmm. You know, the history of the superhero genre is Superman was a big hit in the late seventies And they still didn't make another superhero movie for years until Batman 89, basically, other than the Superman sequels, because that stuff was still looked at as a nerd genre. Mm -hmm. And then even after Batman 89, their, their thought was, let's make 1920s, 1930s serial movies, not comic book movies. They made The Phantom and Dick Tracy. They didn't go... And make an Ant-Man movie because the yeah. comic book stuff was still not cool. And Clayton... They were you, co- comic strip movies. They right. were Sunday funny movies. Right, right, right. There was almost a Lockhorns movie before there was a Shazam movie. I hope that IP isn't dead, though. That that's that. I feel like that's a, an IP that is ripe for a, a reinvention. Well, listen, if the superhero movies start flagging and they don't make as many of them... Then you mine the comic strips again. You know, you mm-hmm. you see what Calvin is up to. You see what the Lockhorns are up to. I think you probably skipped Dilbert, but you you know you 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 get another Garfield movie in the hopper. Those have already been hits. Dilbert's a hot potato. Yeah, the the rights I think are all over the place on that one. Also, so these superhero movies are fatiguing you can't discount what ant-man 3 did and shazam 2 did they are on the way down and i think they're fatiguing in the sense that bad ones are not going to get a pass and minor ip is not going to be looked at as a huge deal anymore something like shazam even though it was dc i think that first movie just got caught up in the whole Anything with a cape is going to do Bafa B.O. for that period. You know, it, it basically got uh, lifted by how well the endgame era of MCU was doing. And that 
propelled something like Shazam 1. Shazam 2 is not going to get that benefit anymore. Yeah, so Pat, you're walking around the village and you are looking to nail on someone's door. Mm -hmm. Like, you are the one. Mm -hmm. You're the problem. With this movie, whose door do you nail that sign to? Is there one person? Is there several people in the village that you do that to? Okay. Uh, In the village where all of the people who were involved in Shazam live. That's what you're saying. Okay. And for a second, I, I, listen, I'm a New Yorker. I went right to thinking you're talking about the East Village, you know? So I'm like, is this guy having him walking down St. Mark's place or something? No. Okay. So the village where all the DC people live. Um, Here's the thing. I don't think it's purely Zachary Levi because to me, his flaws were the same in this one as they were in the first one, which is he's a nobody and no one cares. Um, Uh But he's as much of a nobody in this sequel as he was in the first one, which opened to 54 million. So he hasn't gotten to be more of a nobody. He's equally a nobody. Um, So I don't blame him. Honestly, I feel like you got to blame, and maybe this is Walter Hamada uh, who who greenlit it, but you almost just got to blame whoever greenlit the movie in the first place because I don't know if a thing doomed Shazam Fury the Gods from when it was greenlit to when it came out. It almost was just a bad idea for this movie to exist at all. And I mean, do mm-hmm. you disagree with that? Do you think there was something that, change the trajectory of this sequel from when it was announced to when it came out. Well, I feel like, so it made just a little bit less domestically than uh black Adam. And oh, it made, it made Adam, 35 million less black Adam open to 65. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the first Shazam. The got first it. Got Shazam. it. Mm-hmm. Made less than just a little bit less. Cause we've talked about this. Right. And, it didn't seem, and people have said this, like this was enough money coming in to make a, a sequel here, to, mm-hmm. to make this feasible. Mm-hmm. And so it already was kind of a dumb decision, although they were probably thinking, hey, this was a surprise hit. We do a sequel to a superhero movie. It's going to be bigger. Right. That's right. been the trajectory. So they assumed the same thing would happen to this. They didn't assume that there'd be fatigue. They didn't realize that there'd be such a huge shakeup in the DCEU that this movie wouldn't quote unquote matter anymore to future installments. It could matter, but it doesn't necessarily matter. And so again, we'll figure out how much that actually matters probably uh, when we look back, but there are these decisions that they made that I think business-wise, they were assuming something. You know, they were counting their sheep. Uh, they were counting their, uh, what is that? Their uh, chickens, chickens before, before they hatch. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Before yeah, they yeah. hatch, I think, right, yeah. Before they hatch. And you count sheep at night if you're, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know. They were counting their sheep problems. before they fell asleep. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, here's someone you could blame this on. Because, again, Zachary Levi Nobody in the first one, nobody in the second movie. He'll be a nobody 10 years from now. Good for him. And nobody who goes to the movies is following his Twitter. Sorry. They're just not. 
I don't think you know? I don't think that matters. Yeah, not enough people know about whatever Zachary Levi controversies happened uh, to yeah. affect the box office. But here's someone who people do follow on Twitter, and I think his tweets actually hurt uh, Shazam Fury the Gods, and that's Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I think you could pin um... some blame for Shazam to Shazam Fury the Gods on what a disaster Black Adam was at the box office and uh-huh. The Rock's tweets about the profits because Black Adam and Shazam were supposed to be this connected part of the DCEU. Black Adam was probably supposed to be a factor that would supercharge the box office for Shazam Fury of the Gods because they probably figured, oh, Black Adam's going to be this massive hit. The Rocks in a superhero movie. It's going to make people just wet with anticipation for Shazam Fury the Gods. This is going to be gigantic. Black Adam, of course, opens to in the 60s, is a wet fart, ends up making like 160 domestic. I said it for weeks and weeks and weeks that that movie was a failure at the box office. I said it right here on this very show for weeks and weeks. And then, of course, The Rock goes on Twitter and starts tweeting about how downstream revenues like airings on basic cable are going to put black adam in the black that is profitable people hated that people hated that and i think that hatred for black adam and for the rocks tweets about profits did lead to a negativity going into shazam fury the gods so honestly other than the fact that this movie never should have been greenlit i think you place a lot of blame on the door of Dwayne Johnson for really dragging the DCEU down to super virus level. Yeah, I mean, he resolutely refused to put Shazam over. He would not put Shazam in his movie, in Black Adam, even though it's like you're wearing the dark version of this character's outfit it's akin to like venom how venom in the sony universe looks like spider-man but for Mm -hmm. the first movie they don't even really talk about it Mm -hmm. but you can get away with that because venom i think is a known entity and that was a really fun movie but like i think the fact that black adam was the dark shazam and that was never really you didn't see shazam in that movie is like what's going on here right you know Right. But I think, though, that it's people see that lightning bolt or whatever on both of their chests and they know they hated Black Adam and they know they hated Mm -hmm. The Rock's tweets about how the movie was going to be profitable after downstream revenues. And they see the Thunderbolt on Shazam and they're like, this guy again? I I didn't like this guy back in October. When he bombed then, I don't want him now. I think the Thunderbolt Mm -hmm. on Black Adam's chest just completely set a negative tone for Shazam Fury the Gods. People did not want any more of this franchise. It's what we always talk about, the stink of a loser. You know, Mm -hmm. we talked about that as far back in our Charlie's Angels uh, episode several years ago when that movie opened to 
a mega stink, you know, a sub $10 million number. And we were like, this movie's going to fall off the face of the earth because people don't want to be associated with a loser. And mm -hmm. I think Black Adam created the stench of a loser for Shazam Fury of the Gods. You know, it's all part yeah. of this run now where superhero movies, especially the the mid-tier, low-tier IP is underperforming because people mm -hmm. only want, if they want superheroes at all, they only want the big brand names that they trust. They want your Batman. They want your uh, Guardians is going to be that for one more time. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever did very well. You know, he, Black Panther is, as of now, still a top-tier franchise, or at least the second one was. I don't know about a third one. We'll see. But they don't want the mid-tier, low-tier franchises anymore. It's, it's not going to mm -hmm. cut it. It's not going to cut it anymore. The fatigue is well, real. One of the things that... Uh hurt this film it actually didn't happen that people were thinking could happen to raise this bo this weekend was walk-up business mm -hmm. was family since it's a family movie that people would walk up on a saturday grab tickets you know or order tickets right before they go you know they were at tgi fridays or whatnot pizzeria uno they're right. like hey do you want to see a movie or get ice cream and, you know, it's a decision. And they sometimes they said ice cream. Sometimes they, you know, they said, oh, is Shazam playing? No, I'll have ice cream. Or they said, let's give Shazam a try. But most people picked ice cream in this situation. Mm -hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they did not walk up. So this thing was at 30 all weekend. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't go up. I mean, it didn't go down, but it didn't it, go up. It didn't go and up. So And so, yeah. So the people who wanted to see this movie were you know were accounted for yes which does not bode well for like we saw with ant-man the drop in that second weekend because this weekend oh, seemed like rough the quote unquote and i guess there are listen there's super fans for everything but the shazam super fans the dceu completists they saw this movie opening weekend and mm -hmm. the fact that the bo didn't rise at all from friday to saturday yeah, shows that the second weekend drop is going to be just massive. So something that DC tried to do to goose numbers over the course of the weekend is they basically told everyone Wonder Woman is in this movie. And the mm. clip went around on Twitter. And the clip is a, I don't know if it's a post credit scene, a mid credit scene. I don't know if it's in the second act of the movie. I'll never know because I will never see Shazam Fury of the Gods. But Wonder Woman, mm -hmm. I guess, spoiler alert, though DC is telling everyone this, Wonder Woman is in this movie for one scene. And I sent you this scene, Clayton. I also sent it to uh, Aaron Foley-Chan, past and future guest on this show and another unnamed friend on our thread. I sent you this mm -hmm. scene with Wonder Woman, and it is beyond laughable. It mm -hmm. is the most, the greatest negative advertisement you could have for a movie is this Wonder Woman cameo in Shazam. Terrible jokes, mm -hmm. terrible CGI. It is clear nobody in this scene is in the same city as the other mm -hmm. people. 
like she walks in like a ghost and uh it is just the nadir of filmmaking and we're not critics huh huh but we can judge a scene like this in terms of how it's going to influence the box office and i think that wonder woman scene going around twitter was just another factor in younger people looking at these superhero movies as deeply uncool. You don't get more uncool than this Wonder Woman cameo seen on Twitter. Well, you know what? It's so funny because you're speaking of like Twitter and online and stuff. And we're forgetting about a movie that is ostensibly a superhero movie that completely tanked Morbius. That's Mm -hmm. also a movie that we haven't talked about at all, who was a minor character in the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. And he's not Venom and he's not Spider-Man. And they've got Sony's got this like Craven the Hunter movie. I mean, these movies are not gonna come out. Or if they do, they are going to tank. They're gonna nobody's tank. gonna see a Craven the Hunter movie. Nobody's gonna see a Solomon Grundy movie. You know, th- these are characters that nobody knows or gives a shit about. Right, right. And and these movies were all greenlit under the premise. That any superhero movie, even someone as unknown and bootleg as a Morbius or Craven the Hunter or Shazam, any of these movies will do well because the unclothed masses will see anything with a cape on it. That is the uh-huh. premise of why something like Morbius or Craven uh, or these D tier superhero movies get greenlit. Because they just think if you call it a superhero movie, it's going to be a hit. And that is clearly not the case anymore. You Mm -hmm. cannot make money off of some Bobo movie like Black Adam or Shazam Fury, the gods. And like you said, Blue Beetle, it's it's done. It's done. Mm -hmm. It's It's sitting on the shelf. You know, you got to just load up those trucks and send them across the country and start playing blue beetle. And I would imagine everyone involved in that knows that movie is not going to make any money. Mm-hmm. I I'm starting to think that the MCU knows that the Marvels has a big chance of being a disaster at the box office, you know, mm-hmm. um, the flash DC is trying everything. They're 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 you know donating to Scientology. My rumor, not not based on fact, but they're mm-hmm. they're they're trying to get Tom Cruise paying off Tom Cruise to say that he loves the Flash movie. You know they're trying anything to keep the Flash from being a disaster, and I'm mm-hmm. starting to think there is a chance that the Flash is going to be a box office disaster. You know, I think it's possible now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could definitely open big like Ant-Man and then just fall off a cliff. I mean, that's the thing. It's like Flash is a marquee character. Is a marquee Even character, though it's for ne- sure. He's never, had a, he's never had a movie before other than being in other, you know, DC movies. He had the TV show, the ill-fated TV show that was out in the early 90s. But... He is a marquee superhero. So there is an ability to make a flash movie that people will go see. Right. 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 
Um, but this is so rife with so many things. And it's supposed to be a goodbye to the old and an in with the new. And it's like, so we're signing up for another 10 years with this movie? What, right. what, what, you know, like there's something about me not wanting to see it because it's like it feels like signing a contract to have to see all the rest of these movies coming out. Right. And I don't want to do that. Right, right, right. And the thing with DC is they're counting on James Gunn being the savior. He just finished the script for his Superman movie. You know, anything mm -hmm. that James Gunn produces, directs, we're looking at movies that aren't going to be in theaters for three years. I so know. The Batman sequel hasn't started filming yet because, of course, they're making the the Penguin TV show for, for Max. Uh, gotta do that. So these DC movies like The Flash, like Blue Beetle, like Aquaman 2, that's it for DC for a couple of years. And there is a chance that all of those movies underperform. I mean, Blue Beetle is going to just outright bomb if it ends up in yeah, theaters yeah. at all. But The Flash yeah. and Aquaman can underperform. On the Marvel side, Guardians is a slam doink, but the Marvels definitely can underperform. And mm -hmm. as we saw with Ant-Man, no one cares, cares about Kang. So the fact that the next no. five years worth of their movies are based around Kang is not a good sign. I don't want to put too much emphasis on Shazam, Fury, the Gods bombing. But when you put that next to Blue Beetle, and next to Morbius, and next to Ant-Man 3, and next to the fact that people did not like the Thor sequel, and Black mm -hmm. Widow and all these movies. It is all coming together to where these movies are not cool. These movies are more of a... Listen, the, the first 10 years of the MCU were never looked at as a joke. You know? I, I can't think back to a period when people... In a in a big way, there's always going to be snarky, you know, late night hosts, of course, and we need that. Mm -hmm. But I can't think of a time when the first 10 years of Marvel movies were looked at as a joke in the way that Shazam, Fury, the Gods and Black Adam and so on and Morbius mm -hmm. are looked at as a joke. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the worm has definitely turned. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else that we want to touch on in terms of Shazam, you know, open to 30 million. The first one opens to 54 domestic. This movie has only made 65 million worldwide in its mm -hmm. opening weekend, which is such a disaster. I mean, it did nothing in China. And I saw a stat that there were 20,000 screens in China showing Shazam this weekend and it made like $2 million. I mean, in yeah. in relation to something like Playmobil the movie, that is probably a worse per theater average in China than what Playmobil the movie had in its opening weekend, where it opened to less than a million dollars. Where you know that is what Shazam Fury the Gods is doing around the world. It's doing Playmobil movie movie money. Yeah, I think Shazam. Is I mean I mean we can't stress enough how much of an outright bomb this thing is, and you know John Wick Four is opening next weekend. Yep, that is going to suck the oxygen out of the room. Yes, in a way where, and I know John Wick Four is not a family film. Shazam: huh. Fury of the Gods is a family film, huh? But this thing is going to drop in the high sixty, the uh, high sixties or low seventies. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I can't see this movie making more than 14 or 15 million. I mean, it's probably going to make 10 million next weekend. Right. 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 Yeah. Shazam is going to fall off the face of the earth next weekend. And that's the thing. Stuff like Cocaine Bear and Megan and now John Wick and soon the Super Super Mario Brothers movie, they don't just do great B.O., but they are things that are looked at by the public as cool and fun. And these superhero movies have fully become a joke. You know, I, the, I mean, we're, the, we're the seeing that has with Creed. Yep. We're seeing that with Creed 3. It's like the, uh, the star, the co-star of Creed 3 is in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Mm-hmm. But what everybody's talking about is Creed 3. Yes. And that character. They're not yes. talking about Kang. They're talking about the character in Creed 3. Yes. Yes. Jonathan Majors presented at the 95th Academy Awards a few weeks ago, and he co-presented an award with Michael B. Jordan, and they did their host, their their presenter banter about the Creed movies. Jonathan Majors uh-huh. did not present at the Oscars with Paul Rudd or Michael Douglas and banter about Kang. That did not happen. Jonathan mm-hmm. Major's people made sure, made sure that they were going to banter about Creed. They were not going to banter about Kang. And when that happens, and, and, when Jonathan Major starts distancing himself from Kang, man, oh man, you got a problem, Marvel. You got a problem. And speaking of the, the Oscars, listen, Jamie Lee Curtis won Best Supporting. Good for her. Good for her. Right. But Angela Bassett was up for that, too, and felt like a favorite at a point. And that was for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And what happened there, I'm telling you, one of the aspects of this, the reason she lost is because are we really going to give her an acting award for a superhero movie. Right. Especially when these movies are not doing as well financially. They're right. not the future anymore. Right. They don't have to suck superhero uh, movies asses anymore. Not right. that they ever did. But if this would have won an Oscar, if a Marvel movie would have won an acting Oscar, that says something about that, that uh, a series of films. And people said, listen, we like Angela Bassett. She could maybe get off the phone a little bit. Right. When she's doing speeches. Other than that, great woman. But we can't give this movie the highest honor. Right. We can't give a Marvel movie the highest honor. Right. 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 Jonathan Majors will win an Oscar someday, but it will not be for Kang. It, it will not be for, be for playing It could Kang be for Joker, Conqueror. but it's not going to be for Kang. It, listen, Joker is, is separate from all of this discussion. Joker 2 is going to be gigantic. And mm-hmm. uh, Barry Keoghan will probably win an Oscar for playing his Joker in the Matt Reeves Batman series. So I'd love to see it. I'd love yeah. to see it. Joker, though, biggest movie star on the planet, not named Leo. He's separate from all this superhero stuff. He's his own thing. Mm-hmm. But 100%, the worm is turning on these superhero movies. And you know what? Go for that. Good for that. Because yeah, good for them. Good we for them. Root, listen, we always root for box office, and the superhero movies have helped propped up box office these last 10-plus years. But when you see something like Scream doing well, Creed 3 doing well, John Wick 4, 
God willing, we'll talk about it. The preview is going to open huge. Super Mario Brothers is going to be mm, a beast. Colossal. Colossal at colossal. the box office. And maybe video game movies become the new Marvel, you know, superhero movies for the next five, ten years. We'll see. But it's yeah. not like you say with the cowboy movies. It doesn't last forever. Cowboy movies haven't gone away forever, huh? You know, we get our Unforgivens and our True Grits and, you know, cowboy movies every couple of years and some are hits and some are not. But the genre isn't every movie the way it was Mm -hmm. for a, a period. And it will be the same thing with superhero movies. We will all get through it. Shazam, Fury, the God's Bombing is bad for Warner Brothers right now. But I think in the long term, it will be good for audiences and good for the box office. Um, so, so Pat, if yes. uh, if anybody else out there has DC EU flu, where where mm-hmm. can where can they contact us? Email us at the Bo Boys Podcast at gmail Let us know your symptoms. You know, Clayton mm-hmm. is dripping. Clayton has got a sore throat. But we are yeah. trying to collect uh, firsthand accounts from anyone who has DCEU flu so we could put together a comprehensive list of symptoms. Let us know also where you caught DCEU flu. You know, did you catch it at a movie theater at a showing of Shazam? You know, Clayton, that's the thing with this DCEU flu is it is so catchy. Clayton didn't even catch it in a movie theater. You know, Clayton no. didn't even see Shazam and he got it. He got this just from reading the uh, preview numbers for Shazam Fury of the Gods. He saw those Thursday late night numbers roll in and he must have caught it then. You know, that is our theory mm-hmm. right now. But let us know where you caught DCU flu, whether it's at a theater or elsewhere, what your symptoms are and what treatments you've been using so far to try and battle DCEU flu. Clayton, is there anything that you've found that's that's worked a little bit since you've gotten DCEU flu? Any treatment methods that have helped you? Or is it this, this super bug been resistant to, to anything? No, I've been trying to feed myself a steady diet of original IP. Right. Um, right. And so that has helped a lot. Um, you know, that, that's helped a lot. Absolutely. Hydrating, of course, but original IP most, most, most of all. Okay. Well, we'll see if that works and if it works, then, uh, you know, we'll mass produce it and get it out to the masses. So email us the BO boys podcast at gmail.com. Let us know if you two are battling DCEU flu. So you're sick, Clayton. So let's just very, very, very quickly. I think the only thing that we really even need to talk about other than Shazam this weekend is the second weekend of Scream 6. Dropped 61%, made $17.3 million. It is now at $75.8 million. I mean, I look at this as this is fine because a horror movie that opened number one, it's going to drop big, 61% was mm-hmm. predictable this movie's at 75 million and it's probably going to end up around 90 million it's going to end up making more money than scream 5 which in any uh anyone's hopes and dreams that was what was going to happen uh and i think this is all 
this is all fine. Do you disagree? You don't think this makes it to a hundred? I think this makes it to a hundred. I mean, I I would love to see it. I think it's possible. I mean, the Scream movies, especially the later sequels, do have pretty precipitous drops as the weeks go on. Um, you know, the first movie opened at thirty and got to $81 million domestic total. So that's a two and a half multiplier. So if we're looking at Scream's numbers, it opened to what, 44? So a two and a half multiplier is over 100. Okay, so then it's got, you're right, it does have a chance of getting over 100. I think 90 would be a win anyway, but $100 million would be gigantic. I think it makes it to 100, but I I agree. 90, I'm not going to lose sleep over that. No, because even ninety million is ten million more than the last one made. Um, yeah. But a hundred million dollar total for Scream Six would be it'd be amazing. It'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see anything else here that jumps out at me. Sixty five made five point eight million. It only dropped fifty three percent. That's a pretty good hold for that movie. Obviously, it started kind of low. It only made twelve million, but. I actually think this movie is overperforming its expectations. Mm-hmm. And it's going to do uh Bafa Streamo on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, this movie's at $22 million. Adam driver, dinosaur flick. It, it could get to 30. I think this is a, you know, overall, this doesn't help Adam driver career as a movie star but i think it does not hurt nearly as much as it could have and i think the holds if they stay pretty decent show that oh he does have fans who know who he is and will see him in something other than a noah bomback movie oh yeah i mean i think the fact that this was surprising in its opening weekend and still surprising in its second weekend that is positive for him. I mean, this yeah. was a movie that was on the shelf. This was a burn off. Yeah. This was not something that they were looking at this point to be a world beater. And it did fine. It did better than they expected, which is all always positive. Well here and here's something to note on 65 is, you know, we had the studies aren't in yet, but 65 could be a treatment for the DCEU flu. You know, 65 okay. is a original premise. It's an action movie with a spaceman fighting dinosaurs. It's not based off of a comic book, huh? It is huh. an old-fashioned 1990s type blockbuster attempt, huh? And huh. again, we haven't tested in the lab. We haven't uh you know, we haven't put anyone through it and seen if it cures their DCU flu, but I think it's a possible treatment. And I think it's something you should consider this week, Clayton, is you should consider getting a dose of 65 to try and combat okay. your DCEU flu. I mean, I'm willing to try anything at this point. Okay, great, great. And listen, who knows? This could be a crackpot theory of mine and... I don't want to be that guy who has a podcast who's putting out crackpot treatments for a global pandemic. I don't want to be that guy, mm-hmm. but sometimes when you have a podcast, you end up being that guy. So right now I'm out there telling the masses, 
go see 65 if you have DCU flu. And then let us know. Email us at the BO Boys Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know if that helped cure your DCU flu. But in the meantime, everyone try a dose of 65. So, Pat, where else can they find us other than our email? You could, of course, find us on Twitter. Um, Want to be a intern? Christopher is killing it on Twitter with the video clips and mixing it up on there. So follow us at the Bo Boys Pod on Twitter. Of course, email us the Bo Boys Podcast at gmail.com. Like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. I'm pointing down. That's where it is. Right down there is where you could like, where you could subscribe, and smash that like button, smash that subscribe button. Don't just tap it. You got to smash it. And uh, of course, you can give us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts. We love those five star ratings. They are very important to get new listeners to discover the Bo Boys. So give us five stars. Leave a review. Say whatever you want in the review. But the main thing is. Five stars, five stars, five stars. And uh, yeah, I think that is it for now. That is that is all the places to find us. Uh, yeah. And I don't think there's anything left to say. No. Except the next time. Well, well smell you at the